It's an unfortunate fact that the elderly are taken advantage of every day. While the laws are complicated and constantly changing, the wisest and safest way to keep track of them all is to call elder law attorney Michael Cohen. Having devoted his career to informing and protecting the elderly, Michael communicates about the law in ways that you and your loved ones will surely understand. Join us now to know your legal rights with Michael Cohen and co-host Don Crawford Jr. Here's Michael and Don. Hello once again. This is Know Your Legal Rights. My name is Don Crawford Jr., grateful owner of KWAM Radio, and I'm sitting with Dallas elder law attorney Michael C. Cohen. Hello, Michael. Now, Michael C. Cohen? It's Michael B. Cohen. Why do you say C? I know you always come up with some uh-huh. category, uh-huh. but I don't know what this C is. For cute? Uh, what is it? <laughs> that, not is not <laughs> that is fake news, if there ever was. C is for cowboy. Oh, and you don't wear a hat when you come in and do this show by any means, but you, um, you're quite the cowboy fan, which I... Uh, what, what do I? I was gonna say I respect. I guess I respect, sort of. You're, you're stuck with the Cowboys. You like the Cowboys. Um, Jerry Jones is a is a fascinating owner. Um, Garrett's been giving more grace than I've ever seen a coach in my entire life. Um, they haven't won anything in 24 uh, years, but uh, who's counting? Uh, I'm not sure why are you a Cowboy fan, other well, than because you live here. Well, first of all. I, I should should say first of all, my middle initials Michael B oh, is as in beautiful, me. not as in season okay. Q. Okay. But uh, coming from a Philadelphia Eagles fan, which as you remember from last week's show, that I told the story before the Eagles won their Super Bowl, which I'm not sure that they've been in such good shape since Norm Van Brocklin, but <laughs> <laughs> that uh, that the about the Philadelphia Eagles fan who wanted. Uh, in his wishes, in his will, he wanted Philadelphia Eagles as his pallbearers to be let down one final time. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, I am a Cowboys fan, and I'm uh-huh. proud to say it, too. Uh-huh. I, although I, I wish they'd, you know, obviously uh, I'm waiting sure. for another Super Bowl. It's almost a quarter century. Uh, you know, well, it's true, Eagles, but it's only but, been 19, 20 months or so, but yeah, quarter century. Yeah, but we'll count the rings on our fingers, and we'll see who has more. That is, that is the Trump card right there, no <laughs> doubt about that. Um, speaking of Trump, um, he is in charge of this country, uh, good, bad, or other, and he has all kinds of rules and policies and ideas and legislation that he presents, and Senate and Congress in general uh, accepts it, opposes it, rejects it, you name it, and there are new laws in place for individuals who don't have a plan, who do have a plan, who own their home and nothing else, and you want to elaborate on that for the individuals who have a home only and what they should do in those circumstances. Well, I, this really has nothing to do with, be honest with you, with Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, the, I, I was just thinking about a particular situation of an individual, uh, and I'm just going to tell you a story of her situation, which everybody else, it may or may affect them or may not affect them. In this okay. case, the person, um, the dad died. He had seven children. He had no will. Well, if you have, was the father in light of well, he's old. Oh, yeah, he's older. Okay, but that's um, even less excusable, right? Right, right, right. Okay. You know, last week we talked about a Tatiana Jefferson, 
Uh, and for those who didn't hear last week's show, you can hear it by podcast, um, but on our website, DallasElderLawyer.com. Uh, but anyway, the um, uh, in this case, uh, and so there she was only 28 years old, and so you'd think a lot of times people don't have a will because they think they're invincible. They're going to live for a long time. Most right. time they do, although, as I told you also, when my older daughter turned 18, we um, – we did all those different types of documents. Mm-hmm. Uh, my younger daughter hadn't turned 18 yet. Over your dead body, you're yeah. not going to be a will, right? Yeah, really. <laughs> so in this case, the older dad had seven children. Um, he told everybody, even though he didn't have a will, that he wanted this one daughter to have to be able to stay in the home and have it as her home. Okay, there's no mother or wife? Yeah, she had already died. Okay. The wife had already died. And so under, you know, if you don't have a will, it goes by the laws of intestacy. Which means? Which means that uh, when you, the state makes, in effect, the state makes a will for you. Which you really don't want intestacy. No, no, because then you don't get to say how things go. Right. It may be, you know, if, if, if he wanted things to go, there's no guarantee that the seven children would all have agreed. Right. The more, you know, the more cooks in the kitchen... Uh, the more likely that the broth will be uh, spoiled. And so, you know, there's a likelihood of disagreement when you have more than a few people. Uh, So, but in this case, all seven, you know, do agree. And so after dad dies, under the laws of intestacy, and if there are no debts, now I say if there are no debts, why? Because if you don't have a will and you... um, if you don't have a will and there are debts, then you have to go to court for an airship determination. And then what ends up happening then is that the court will appoint an administrator who will pay the bills uh, and maybe even have to sell the house, in this case, uh, to pay those bills before there's any distribution to the heirs. Okay. So... Uh, in this case, but luckily there was no debts, and so when there are no debts due, typically a title company will allow you to do what's called an affidavit of heirship, mm-hmm. an affidavit of heirship. So if there was a question as to title, the person, uh, one of the interested relatives, swears to the family history, you know. Dad was born on this date, and he died on this date, and he was married to Mom, and she died first. And we were the seven kids that were born in the marriage. Uh, this is what their dates of birth were. And there were no debts owed, and um, uh, there's this real estate, Lot A, Block B, Subdivision C of the beautiful states of Dallas, Dallas County, Texas. It's recorded in Volume 1, page 2 of the map records or something like that. Mm-hmm. And if you put that in the deed records, then a lot of times that's a cheaper way to handle things. So even if the will is consistent and there are no debts and the only asset is a piece of real estate, that's often what we do to transfer title because a title company will accept it. Now, some title companies make you wait a year or two because if there's any creditors out there, they'll come in the first year or two. So mm-hmm. if you're in a hurry to sell the property, then that may not be the uh, answer. But in this case, the, um, uh, the dad died and the seven children agreed to deed their interest to the one child, the one of the seven that was going to live in the home. But this child now, who's now older, and you know, maybe she's not really old, but she's like say in her sixties or maybe a little older, 
uh, has had some health issues. Mm-hmm. And it just raises the fact. They said, well, we wanted, Dad wants you to have the house during your lifetime, but what happens if you die? Mm-hmm. Well, does she have any debts? Oh, yeah, she just had all these medical bills. She had a heart attack. She has this big old—she has all these medical bills, stuff, things like that. Hmm. So and she doesn't have a will. Uh-oh. If you don't have a will, then you're gonna. I just told you you have an airship determination where the administrator be appointed. You have to get court authority before you sell the property. You have to have an annual accounting. There's an attorney for, um, the, the you know for the uh, 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 another attorney for the unknown heirs appointed by the court. So you have at least a couple of attorneys that are involved, and that's assuming there's no dispute over a small estate. Layman's terms, that's called a mess. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. Um, actually, that's one reason why they came up with, uh, we saw that there was a lot of, um, in Texas, we saw that there was a lot of people, especially in South Texas, that did not have wills, and they had all these real estate entanglements, so they came up with the transfer on death deed, which is in the majority of states now, so you could just have a form document that says, where my property goes upon my death. Very good. Yeah, which could have been something that she could consider because it was the major asset she had to her siblings. Is that analogous to a beneficiary designation? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah, yeah, except for on real estate. Okay. And so, and that could be good, helpful in another way too. What happens? Does she, you know, she has hardly any assets. What happens if she had a stroke and needed to go into a nursing home or needed care at home and got on Medicaid? Well, if you had a will, then the state goes after things that go by will or intestacy. So if she did nothing, or even if she did a will. So like I think you asked me on last week's show, should we always have at least a simple will? And I said there's a lot of different things that you have to consider and just don't make a blanket statement. Well, here's one of those. Because what if that person had a will and all they had was their home? Are they protected? Well, they may have been protected, but their heirs may not have been because if that person was on Medicaid, the government may basically at least make a claim to the extent that Medicaid benefits have been advanced. And so if that person lived long enough, they could basically, the government could basically take away that home. Is that what dad would have wanted? Or would he have wanted it to go to the other children upon um, that one child who he wanted to have the have, have you know the use of the home um, uh, it go to you know if dad if dad had planned properly all he had to do is say okay I give to daughter a life estate and in other words she has the right to live in that home for life and then upon her death it goes to the other children. But he did no planning at all. But so we're now left with the fact that he did no other planning, and now we have to think about all the bad things. The first thing we thought about is what happened. Uh, a, uh, if, you, if she didn't have a will, it may have gone to the other heirs if, if it was a perfect world. But the world's not always perfect. Right. And so she has debts, and so it wouldn't have been perfect if she had debts, and mm-hmm. she has debts right now. Because she has creditors. And, because she has, said, yeah, there's creditors out so there. that could delay things, as you said, for possibly years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, you talk about these, I don't know how long it'll take. It may, maybe only takes a year. I mean, on these larger states, like we've talked about um, prior shows, we've 
talked about Aretha Franklin's heirs, and it's been uh, a good year, and it's still quite a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, Prince, well, maybe we'll talk about in a future radio show mm-hmm. right now. That's been going on for three years, and they expect it to go on another seven years. Mm-hmm. We talked about the Italian Prince, uh, Prince uh, uh, with the artwork on a prior show right. where there's that um, they had the large estate where there was a question about who was the heir that's been going on for 25 years. Mm-hmm. Heirs uh, that are around the world, not yeah, just in yeah, the United yeah, States. Yeah, yeah. So, so a lot of times when there's entanglements, mm-hmm. uh, um, you know, in, in, in Prince's state there was uh, 45 people who claimed to be heirs. So, but we'll anyway. So it gets into a lot of different things uh, that you have. That's why uh, when you have an heirship determination, you have to determine if there's some other heirs out there. Mm-hmm. And when it comes down to that, is it is it always and nothing but genetic, or are there yeah, other things? Yeah, I mean, well, sometimes people could be adopted. I mean, you know, so it's not necessarily genetic. Mm-hmm. But yes, there could be DNA tests. Uh, maybe we'll talk about Prince. Which we didn't uh, have 20 years ago, but we yeah, are now. We, we're going to see a lot more stuff. Yeah. Uh, we had one in our office just uh, re- yeah, this week where mm-hmm. we had put in the will uh, that, um, okay, it goes to child, and if child dies, it goes to that person's child that mm-hmm. we knew about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but since the child was not born of a marriage, uh, the the client wanted the grandchild to have a DNA test to, before he wanted things to say in the family. Anyway, so yeah, we're you, getting to see things when, when you have these 23andMe or whatever mm-hmm. uh, and other things that are more in, um, sophisticated than what they, we did have years ago. Mm-hmm. And with, quite frankly, society the way it is today, uh, you'll see that there's a lot more uh, maybe things have been this way for for many years, uh, and, and I'm probably naive to think or say that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think that you're seeing we're seeing this more often now that people sometimes say something uh, about bloodline, right? Because uh, it's much more common. We talked also. Remember, we talked about the on one of the radio shows about um, uh, Elizabeth Hurley's son Damien. Uh, we talked about how that the relationship on an irrevocable trust mm-hmm. was for the grandchildren, and they were born to or adopted by, and that's right. what the trust said. And since it was an irrevocable trust, the courts had to go with that, right. even though the grandfather wanted to change that right. to say, no, only those children born of marriage. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even a DNA issue. You know, it's almost, as I'm sitting here listening to you, it, it, it's, the analogy that comes to mind is when you have... what is a a dubious call by a referee in a football game and you have um, video to determine if the referee was not right or not and did they make the right call in my mind and a lot of people may disagree the fundamentalists of the world the old-fashioned people may say um, I just want to live with the referee's decision in my world I want the facts I want to know ultimately who was right and who was wrong on that play was there a penalty I liken that to genetics. I want to know the facts. And my understanding today, Michael, is that scientifically uh, and objectively, genetics indicate 
yes or no, this is a fact or this is not. And we didn't have that a decade or a century ago or half a quarter century yeah. ago. Yeah, like you're nice. saying. Yeah, it's like you're saying instant replay. You right. Could, you could see exactly what happened. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, now we're seeing that there's more scientific advances in uh, in everything we see, mm-hmm. advances uh, in technology. Mm-hmm. You know, that's why even things like digital assets like Facebook or Twitter or whatever, you have to consider when you do your planning. Mm-hmm. This wasn't even an issue in our case that we talked. We started talking about. Uh, she was just saying, all I got is a house. Yeah. How do I get this house to my other siblings, and what issues should we consider? And, and I appreciate that. Um, and I want you to give the audience the, the denouement of that story is very important. In the meantime, though, Michael used the word advanced two or three times about technology and, and the state of the art that's available to people today. And I think it's very important that you advance your situation, too. And the way to advance it is to attend Michael's next workshop so that it's clear in your mind um, what your circumstances are and what your, that your plans are ironclad while you're alive and after you've passed away. The way to do that is to attend Michael's next workshop, to ensure it. The next workshop is Thursday, December the 5th, and then there's another one, which is post-Christmas, on Saturday, December the 28th, when family is in town and visiting, and you can bring family members to Michael's workshop. So you have both options in December, a Thursday at 1 o'clock or Saturday at 10 o'clock, to go to this free workshop and ask questions that you and yours may have for Michael, who in my mind is the quintessential estate planning expert in Texas. He's going to be humble and tell me, go away and stop saying that. But Go away and stop I, saying that. <laughs> see, there he goes. Is, is there an echo in here? <laughs> and um, so consequently, um, you'll have the opportunity to attend either one for free, but we want you to schedule it now because it's holiday time. December is a very busy month. And especially because family is in town, that December the 28th workshop could be perfect. Yeah, well, it, we give people different options. We have workshops every three weeks, and we alternate them between Thursdays and Saturdays. Good. The one on December the 5th is a Thursday. The one on December 28th is a Saturday. So we just alternate because some people work. And the, one of the holidays is a very unusual thing. Uh, we haven't had one during the holidays uh, previously, but uh, a lot of times, like you just said, people are in town for the for the uh, holidays, and they want to kind of get their think about their planning for the year. It's kind of like a New Year's resolution. Mm-hmm. So if you do want to go to one of those workshops, all you have to do is call 214-720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. Or also, if you want to go to that free estate planning essentials workshop, is sign up online at Dallas elderlawyer.com that's dallas elderlawyer.com and if you do go that free estate planning essentials workshop you actually get one more free thing well actually more than one more free thing Uh, the first thing is you get a free vision meeting we call it that's another uh, there's no obligation but if you would like to meet with us personally uh, then, then we could schedule a free time to meet after you've been to that free estate planning essentials workshop. But you have to go to the workshop first because we want you to get educated mm-hmm. uh, first and so that we you know, uh, can talk to you efficiently. Um, there is one other thing I said. I said more than one thing, and, of course, that um, is the free – A new K- car. Oh, no, no, not, not, a, new not, car. not okay. a new car. Okay. But it could – some people – 
Uh, some people at KWAM may think that this is better. A free KWAM coffee mug. Who could ask for anything more? The red, white, and blue coffee mug with Texas on it. God, you know, country Texas. They could ask for a new car. Yeah, well, they could ask for a new car, <laughs> but it wouldn't have the K. You're going to have to have that KWAM logo on it. I think they'd find the money to do it if he got well, him a new car. Well, if you know, once <laughs> once KWAM starts giving those away, then we'll be glad to give those at the workshop too. <laughs> They're priceless. You're right. <laughs> They're, <laughs> yeah, uh, but you forgot the chip clip and right. and KWAM uh, pins too. I mean, who yeah. can ask for anything more? And poor people, audience, they have to live with our dumb detour. Every Every show about the mugs. Yeah, <laughs> really. The coffee mugs have become famous. We, you know, some people use them as the Christmas stocking stuffers. Yes. I always say, and 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 they're still there from last year's Christmas stocking yes. stuffers. <laughs> yeah, they are stuffy, no doubt about it. But go to, uh, sign up for his workshop, please. Two one four seven two zero zero one zero two two one four seven two zero zero one zero two. December the fifth or December the twenty eighth, when perhaps family is in town, or go to DallasElderLawyer.com. DallasElderLawyer.com. We have about five minutes. Michael, um, your machine gun Mike. I understand that this father, widowed, with seven children, thought he had it all planned out, whether it was his doing, another attorney, whomever. And then you would show up and then machine gun. And what if? Had you thought about what if, what if, what if? And the big one here, the obvious one here, is that she has health problems. What's going to happen if she passes away before the father? or other circumstances. So uh, how did we ameliorate this? Well, there's lots of different things. I'm not going to really have the time to go through in five minutes all the different issues, but I'll, I'll kind of go through them really quickly. Okay. okay, we first talked about debts, and then if we have time, I'll go through these in a little bit more detail. Does she have long-term care insurance? Obviously not, because she didn't have enough assets or income. Okay. What if a potential beneficiary of hers is disabled? What if a beneficiary well, dies? I don't know what that means. I'm not sure. The what, if, what do you mean if they're disabled? Oh, so let's say that one of her seven siblings, or six siblings, rather, uh, was disabled at the time of her death. Okay. They may be fine now, but they may have gotten in a car accident or had a stroke or had uh, some sort of dementia themselves, and they can't handle their assets. And let's say they didn't have a power of attorney. Uh, if they didn't have a power of attorney, which we think in, several, in this case several of them don't, then you may have to go to court and seek guardianship. Oh if you have to go to seek guardianship, how long will it take to sell the property? Mm. So now all the others have to wait for the guardianship because one of the others had become disabled and they didn't properly plan themselves. Okay. Goodness. So so has she thought about that? She also has a home, you know. Is that something that's a concern? And by the way, one other issue, if that disabled person not only had a not only had didn't have a, a power of attorney but let's say they were on public benefits themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, gee, now all of a sudden they lose public benefits because of the inheritance. Because parent, um, uh, you know, Medicaid is means-tested. Mm-hmm. And so the inheritance could have resulted in a loss of eligibility. So has she planned for that? We already talked again. So we, we talked about the debts, first thing. Well, we said, well, affidavit of airship doesn't work because now we'll have to go through uh, administration uh, and have an airship determination. We talked about does she have enough insurance or long-term care insurance or income to pay for her own care? If not, she has to rely on Medicaid. The state could take out her home uh, so or go at least make a claim against the home. So that's why we talked about the transfer on debt deed or a ladybird deed also is another possibility. But then we say, well, what about the beneficiaries? What's their story? Well, one of them may be disabled. 
Okay, is that important to, to guard against? Maybe, maybe not. What if that person died first? What if one of the beneficiaries died first? Well, now we have more people that we have to get involved. So they may have children of their own, and now will they all agree? Maybe all the six siblings would have agreed, but now we have to deal with that person's wife or children or spouse or children. And so now you have more cooks in the kitchen again. Is that going to be an issue? Do you want to resolve that? What happens if the um, – so because, you know, just have more people, and so then it's less – the more people there are, the less likely there's going to be an agreement. And they're not as close as the siblings were. They're further away in, mm-hmm. as far as relationship, and so they not have the same feelings. It's uh, It's like, you know, if you're a child, you might have more of a feeling than, you know, that no good – son-in-law or daughter-in-law or sure. whatever it may be, uh-huh. um, it may not have as fond of feelings as the child does to their own parent. Understood. All right, what happens if the the person who inherits has creditor issues? Yeah, okay, well. let's say they declare bankruptcy. Oh, well, now we can't sell that property because we have to resolve their bankruptcy issues. Do we want <clears> – <throat> what if they have a history of, of problems? Uh, maybe we should – do we want to protect them from lawsuits? Mm-hmm. Well, we could. Mm-hmm. So you could have things go into a trust if you want to uh, to protect them from creditors, just like you could have a disability trust mm-hmm. in the event that one of the other beneficiaries was disabled. Mm-hmm. So you could protect that way. What happens if um, we can't get that agreement on not only just agreeing to sell the property after uh, the sibling dies, uh because there's it could be mortgaging what the sales price is, what if they're leasing the property, or if they just don't want to sell at all, mm-hmm. is there a way where you could only have one or two people in charge? So there's less likelihood of disagreement. And maybe if you have one or two people in charge, you wouldn't have to worry about some of those other issues. Uh, well, at least as far as selling the property. Obviously, because if you have the an executor of a will or a trustee of a trust, then whoever that is could sell the property. But you still might have the issues about is somebody disabled or is somebody have creditor issues or somebody a spendthrift, they spend the money as soon as they get it, or somebody have an addiction problem or is somebody a, a minor. You know, some potential beneficiary sibling dies and they have a child. Can they that child take care of things at five years old? Mm-hmm. What a mess. Yeah. Uh, we talked about previously about estate recovery. Um, so anyway, I, there are lots of different issues. I haven't, yeah. probably don't have a time to go through them. No. But here's, here's how you could have solved the problem. All right. So let's say you had either a ladybird deed or a transfer on death deed. But it goes into a revocable trust where one person or two people are the trustees. So then we don't have to worry about all the disagreement. And then in that trust, it goes equally to the six, di- or six different siblings. Mm-hmm. If they die, it says where it goes. It goes to their children. If their children are minor, it goes into like a minor's trust. If somebody's disabled, it goes into a disability trust. If we see somebody has credit issues, or we could, uh, even if they we wanted to protect it all, I don't know if it'd be worth it because of the dollar amount, but you could even have things go into a kind of a credit protection type trust. So you could say, if this happens, this. If this happens, this. 
I mean, if they're disabled, it goes into a disability trust. If they're a minor, it goes into a minor's trust. We have these people in charge. The, you have the Lady Bird deed that, or, that would go to a trust in case the person who is, owns the property now has their own uh, has to go into a nursing home to protect the home. So you have all these different things of what ifs that you're protected. It's just a matter of just a little planning. So here we had all they had was a simple home. That's all. But there's a lot of different issues to discuss, and that's why we have these workshops to let people know so they can see if there's something that they feel it's important to them to insure against. Sign up for those workshops as soon as possible today if you can. December the 5th or December the 28th. Dallas Elder Law Attorney Michael Cohen. Thank you, sir. Thank you. leading estate planner practicing law in Dallas, Texas for decades now, Michael Cohen is ready to educate you about the estate planning laws that can affect your family and you. The first step is to attend his next workshop by going to his website, which is DallasElderLawyer.com. That's DallasElderLawyer.com to sign up for that free estate planning essentials workshop. Or you can also call him by dialing 214 214- 720-0102. That's 214-720-0102. A talk show host on 770 KAAM for six years, Michael Cohen is the person you want to evaluate and complete what could currently be a deficient estate plan. Make sure it is done your way and sign up for his next workshop today 